Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, a show where you come for your regular geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I am delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's DL. Welcome, bienvenue. <laughs> How are you, mate? I'm good. I've been doing my Duolingo. <laughs> I'm on a five-day streak. Oh, damn. Things are looking up. Wait, French? Yeah. Oh, it's okay. I don't know why I thought of anything else. German. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? My part would be like, fuck you. <laughs> like, I'm going to start speaking German to her. Like, oh, like, she's like, what does that mean? Oh, I love you. Well, <laughs> ich liebe dich. <laughs> she's like, fuck you, dude. Motherfucker. What do I have to do? <laughs> anyway, because no, my partner speaks French. Sorry. Of course. And it would be yeah, a real nice uh, thing for him at some point in over the last 10 years. To 10? <laughs> I feel like you can only count language. last two. It's like when you're with... Because you're like with someone for like two years, it's like okay, like I should probably start learning the language now. We're invested two years in. I'm not gonna learn <laughs> oh, like waste two a years. year yeah, in yeah, because yeah. then it's like you know a bit early. But um, no. I mean, I started learning Australian as soon as I started dating my partner. So. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, the lingo's hard. <laughs> Trust me, they say some dumbass shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, man, what have you been up to? I just clicked out of my note, so now I'm trying to find it again. Well, let I, me start I, then. Yeah, go ahead. Let you, me start this week because I've got a really fantastic one to start with. I actually guested on another podcast this week. Oh. Shout out to our boys, Super Bracket Bros. Those guys are super awesome. They're they're far more detailed than we are. <laughs> it's detailed. almost like they know how to do a podcast. Super Bracket Boys. Super Bracket Bros. Give them a look Bros. up, man. Give them a listen. I, I really recommend any of you guys go out and do it. What they do is they do a bracket in the style of the States. So you know how yep. college basketball has a big bracket and all the teams... Plage, whatever they do. I don't March know how it works. Madness, Thomas. March Madness. But yeah. what it is, is essentially they pick two fictional characters and they make them fight against each other as if they've seen each other from afar or whatever it is that a pod opens up, they both step out and then you, we just had to talk about what and would happen if Mortal this happens. Kombat. It's fantastic. So we did, a, we did an episode on John Wick versus Worf from Star Trek. Now, do you know anything about Worf? I don't, but me neither. Did, it was hilarious. To, who did you have to defend? <laughs> well, we didn't. So we w- what we did was we basically just talked about what what we knew about the characters, how okay. uh, what what drew us to the different franchises, and then a bit about their fighting styles and stuff. Which th- luckily, <laughs> luckily oh, those guys Warp knew is more the about. Brown what, guy. Yeah, he's he's the Klingon guy. But so they we we prefaced them both, and then we talked about who we thought would win. I'd love to know who you think would win in that. So it's brains versus brawn, essentially. It's nimble versus bulk. Um, I don't know anything about this guy's powers. He seems very smart. Like he's got a big brain that's literally in his forehead coming out. I, I don't know. I, I, he, it sounds like his physiology just means that he's a bit of a like a, a bit like Captain America being sort of steroided up, essentially. Oh. Just super bulk, um, pretty pretty good. strong, but probably slower than John Wick. But they both have their weapons. Does John Wick have guns? He does. Is this guy like made of like rhino skin? Otherwise, <laughs> I think well, like, well, just I'm just gonna uh, throw it out there. You guys should go ahead and listen yeah, because I guess. it's a, It was a really fun episode, and if you want to hear me even at my absolute sarcastic best, this is where you're gonna find it. So, uh, listen and see. Yeah, check it listen out. I think see. you can find it on mo- most podcast streamer sites. But that's the that was one of the things I've been up to this week. What have, What have you been up to? I have been doing more of the same a bit, I guess. I've gotten through the first episode of Moon Knight, which I thought was fucking good. The first episode, it's cool, right? It was really good, and was I'm excited to watch more. Nice, and uh, yeah, like it's good that we have like one good actor in America. All the British ones take <laughs> are taking over, but it's good to see one American guy do a pretty good British accent. Boom. 
Oh, come on. <laughs> you, all right. You said it was good the first no, time. No, I said it's better than um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's like American it's, accent. Like it's pretty good. And That's I, a and different I said, conversation. I actually think it's quite good. Okay. And it's like unfair because like you guys can be like, oh, they're, they're doing American accents. American accents is easy. I think it's, it's just... very easy. No, it's really... I think it's just a fact... I, I No, sorry. I, I actually quite don't mind it. it it's just like... It's like a... He's like a nerdy British guy. He's doing it really well. It's like a... Ha- like on steroids. It's like an accent on steroids. It's like way over the top. Like no one actually sounds like Yes, that. you do. No, we don't. Uh, yes, let me speak <laughs> from experience. You guys do. <laughs> you, know, you know what's really funny, actually? Uh, I don't mean to pipe on about that pod, but the two, the two guys who I did the podcast with are yes. both from, I think, Colorado. Okay. So they are very American. And one of my buddies was listening away. <laughs> he was like, you sound so posh. I was like, <laughs> that's just because I'm with these two American dudes. Yeah. Like it's nothing to do with it. <laughs> my point being though like i'm sure like some of these guys don't do great english american accents but everyone just gives them a pass because they're british like, I mean, it's a lot guys, harder like, it's you a guys lot all harder. sound the same it's a lot harder for an american to come in and be like do a british accent for a british person be like oh yes that's exactly right like that's pretty good that was, fucking, that was like aussie that was awful <laughs> yeah um but point being like i'm glad we have one good actor so you like the moon knight series so far you like I've only seen one and i like the concept and like with, there's a lot going on and yeah. it just seems very like heady and psychological thrillery in a way um as I, you go through as well like you find the cast is really diverse it's really cool like they've brought in a lot of interesting elements the director's really just does some really interesting stuff with it the music's real fun like it's it's worth keeping up with i think i've yeah. seen three i think one's it's wednesday right it's when it we're behind the curtain it's wednesday yeah. when we're recording <laughs> uh and yeah there's one out tonight but i've seen the first three so i'm keen yeah. to know where it goes same um I'm, i'll probably watch one tonight before bed the more I, i've watched more of castlevania i'm, I'm still digging you've been that. chugging through that yeah i'm on episode one of season four okay i mean it's just it is a bit weird and like BDSME like constantly. Oh, weird! So it it's, is, it's really like, taken but up. Like, a notch. I guess that's like an anime thing. Like it seems like a lot of anime delves into weird, like a bit of sexual stuff. Like huh. every one I've watched that hasn't been, um, like a kids thing. Right. Has has like weird sexual undertones. I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go over the character now. Like I know nothing about anime. <laughs> I, I don't either. This is my new character. I literally know nothing about anime. everything. You have to explain it in graphic detail to when, me when so I've, that I understand what's happening. All I'm saying is when I've watched, I'm always like, wow, that seems a little bit more sexual than I was expecting this to be. <laughs> like, I've only watched like three, and so, they're probably not actually anime. But so like, anime is just graphic sex stuff, right? Is that what it is? That's not what I said. <laughs> I am. I am like two for two, I guess. <laughs> yeah. The minute anyway. you are. And then I've also like randomly was just on, I was like tired of Netflix and uh, started on, uh, what is it? Amazon's Prime. Yeah, yeah. Amazon Prime. And uh, saw something with old mate. Get everything in the air. Oh, just Brolin. Yeah. Brolin had a. Uh, everything with guns in the yeah, air. They are animals. <laughs> <laughs> Um, need a compilation of you doing accents. Yeah, I, I love Josh Brolin, and I love doing his voice. He is in a new show called Outer Range okay. on uh, Netflix, and it's like about this guy. On Amazon. Or sorry, Amazon. Uh, yeah, sorry. And uh, it's about this guy who like has a mom and pop farm who's like competing against these commercial like cattle ranches, and his is all sustainable. And he's like kind of losing that battle, obviously, because it's huh. America, and he's not getting any love for being sustainable kind of thing. Big and, big milk taking over yep and i'm not really spoiling much because it kind of happens in the first episode but in the middle of his land he kind of finds this uh he finds this like hole oh and it's like a hole like it literally is like a hole in reality and he's like what the fuck and it's in the middle huh. of wyoming and it's like follows him like as he i'll leave it at that i've only oh. seen two episodes and I, so far i'm very engaged it's so it cool. gets a bit spacey wacy yeah it gets it's a sci-fi kind of weirdy Ooh. thing i don't want to say more but it's so far good acting i haven't and seen a good sci-fi in a while so 
Yeah, I can I can does test. He, does he ever room. shout? Get everything with guns in there, because <laughs> that's gonna does, get me in. He does like have a, a scene where he's like doing this monologue to God, and yeah. like he's like praying at the family dinner table, and then it turns into this like hate speech about God. And it was pretty well acted. Oh wow! Yeah, I liked it. Um, is that then, because of the? Th- is that because of this whole? Uh, well, there's a bunch of stuff about like it, that it happened. Like it's this thing just throws you in. Like a bunch of stuff happens to his family oh. that I don't want to spoil right away. So he's, there's this, all this family drama happening as he's hiding this thing that he doesn't know how to like, you know, he's like this grounded farmer cattle guy. And there's this fucking totally mind bending thing that he knows <laughs> about that no one else does. And he's like hiding it. And so he's dealing with these huge, huge like family issues that you would, could ha- build a drama on its own. Well, this is happening in the background. So it's him, it's him dealing with like his reality being like totally distorted. So what I'm imagining is it's Yellowstone meets Stargate. I don't know what Stargate is. <laughs> after all that. Um, it, it, imagine like you get, it's like hopping dimensions, right? So they get these two pillars and they step through. So they're just hopping around trying to find their way home. Hmm. Kind no? of, <laughs> but not really. No. I would say it's more like Arrival in vibe. Arrival? I That's like high praise though. Like we'll see. It's only two episodes in, but like so far the tone is much more arrivally than... I don't know I just, what, whatever you just said. I just, I just trying trying to find what we were talking about. I I just <laughs> I could I couldn't obviously remember Stargate, so I just googled Space Pillars TV show. Did it work? Came back with a show called The Pillars on Earth. <laughs> it's got uh, so many good actors in it. It's got like Ian McShane. It's got Eddie Redmayne. Pillars in it, of the Earth. But it looks it looks like 1970s. Pillars of the Earth. Tacky is a, Pillars of the Earth is a great book. Oh really? It's probably an adaptation. This of looks awful. Well, read the book. read kids and i finally gotten to the point of death loop where i think i i can make my run to break the loop oh it's gonna happen to the end of that i've done all the leads i've done all the investigating i think i know well hold off yeah and you can give us like a full spoiler free version next week how's that sound sure yeah i can't wait i've been up some pretty cool things this week actually what up what up up? off your recommendation i skipped a couple of seasons in the middle but have started archer season 11 (laughs) because <laughs> okay we talked about it a few weeks back and i was bemoaning the fact that archer had gone from this sort of like enemy of the week vibe where yeah. they just did the same jokes to being this weird thing where i think he was in a coma there was a couple was really bad seasons dotting around i yeah. didn't mind the weird coma ones for the most part there was a couple bad ones though. i just skipped them and i've come to the new stuff and i like it it's really interesting okay. I, li- I like the change in it that you know I think you mentioned it that uh, it, it brings back all the old tropes that was new spins on them because now like Cyril's a badass, for example, yeah. who was obviously the, the office nerd before, whereas now he's like the most competent of the agents and Lana's yeah. not interested anymore. His mother's even like a bit like trying to hold him out of the action. I mm. really like the new spin in it, but at the same time, he's archery is still pretty awesome <laughs> and everybody just like hates all like realizes how much better life was yeah. when archer was in a coma it's great um, i really yeah, like it it's good good I, recommendation I, I think that yeah it's back to the old formula with a twist what i would say is you should for sure watch the alien one in a coma because that one was actually pretty good. alien one. it's like the season where they're like in space and it's like okay. basically pretending to be a sci-fi oh i think that, I that think one I was about half it but i kind of fell away that was I one of the original one. ones yeah and the last thing I watched this week was, I think we, I mentioned this to you the other day, but I was, I got really excited when I watched it. It's a bloody good movie. I don't know if you've seen it. It's bloody called Bloody Good, mate. Yeah, my God. The English action coming back out. Bloody Good. It's called Brightburn. You heard of it? I've heard of it. Yeah, it's a, it's the super mo- hero gone bad movie. Essentially, yeah. So what would happen if Superman landed on Earth as he does in comics, TV, film, etc. But the spaceship he is on essentially turns him bad and makes him into this infiltrate and destroy type 
organism that looks like us but really isn't and it's it, goddamn amazing man it's like it flips after about half an hour into this sort of like thriller i'm getting to go with it. it's a horror movie right yeah halfway through when he starts understanding his powers and getting used to them the gore is unbelievably graphic there's like a scene where this filament light smashes above like a lady mm. shard of glass in the eye yeah. and has to pull it out oh god oh why? my god it is probably watch that Ew. oh it's awful but i really enjoyed it like i mean honestly it's hands behind like hands covering eyes at some points you know like it's crazy yeah. but i i really love the concept and they kind of make hints at potentially other like when, when she looks into the the night that the uh, meteor meteor came down with mm-hmm. uh, said child in it they make hints that there were six other which would mean you know, seven, that's the usual number for the Justice League. So mm. I love the idea that this could be part of a bigger universe. And I'd like to see more of that. What about like humanity? They just wouldn't stand a chance. Not a chance. When you, when you think about it, actually, and like this might be a hot take. Sprite burn. Spicy takes by Dre. Bright burn 2019, right? Yep. Uh, what was the, the boys was like probably even like the same year, maybe 2000. Yeah, 2019. Yeah. Original Justice League movie earlier than that 2017 2018 this whole anti bad guy what happens if superman whatever superman equivalent goes bad yeah and weren't good people i think that it's fair to say Zack snyder was ahead of his time had he <laughs> had he been able to release the movie as intended in the date that it was intended to be it would have been very novel it would have been very groundbreaking and it wouldn't seem like a rehash of these other two things that have already happened Right? Because that was supposed to come out in like 2017, 2018. Segwaying beautifully into yeah. Have You Heard This Week. Yes. Have You Heard is the part of the show where we talk about some news from the week that I, I like the look of. And Dre usually goes, yeah, I, I heard that because you probably sent it to me. Um, <laughs> have you heard this week that since Warner Brothers was acquired by Discovery, now it's Warner Discovery, uh, it's apparently been reported that the new parents are looking to shake the kids up a little bit. You know, they're trying to give them a bit more direction, a bit more focus in life. And apparently they're actively looking for their quotation marks kevin feige to steer the ship Mm. which is kind of what we've been saying for a long time is it not just but also they want to revive characters who have apparently been languishing for way too long and these are all still in quotation marks like superman so characters that have been underused like basically they want they want to get their cash cows bringing the money in again right they want but to like dude what like first of all surely kevin feige's like no i got enough on my plate no not literally kevin uh, feige but they want to have their version own of okay kevin i was feige. gonna i thought literally it was kevin no, I was no, like no. he would not do that why would he do that yeah. um but agreed but also disagreed it's like People liked Zack Snyder's interpretation. They did? And, and like, you go and rehash all this, like, I agree it's the right plan, but if you do it right away, it's just going to be obnoxious. And that just opens the question, like, Batman they've, got, come out, like, they've got so much in development right now. You think yeah. about all the projects. I mean, there's Shazam, there's Aquaman 2, possibly a new contender to be a new Aquaman 2018. Uh, oh, there's dear. so much. There's, obviously, there's the new Flash movie, which interestingly oh did you hear about the news ezra miller's now apparently been uh he's he's now apparently been put in prison in hawaii because he went because crazy. of what he did no no a new a new thing he apparently went crazy again so oh. i hope he gets help soon let's just say that yeah but the interesting thing is that movie which has now been shelved for the moment was set essentially setting up like a, a reboot of the franchise so flashpoint what it's based off of rebooted a lot of dc comics for a lot of for like one of their most recent reshuffles and reshakes. So 
you could even imagine a scenario where they release that movie as his last hurrah and then at the end of it it's just a whole new cast of characters what's going on but then they'd have to get rid of a bunch of movies like shazam for example that's coming out soon i mean shazam could kind of stand on its own now it could be but like a sub point. thing but like, that's what i'm saying if they doesn't if they want be... someone who's a kevin feige who's gonna give direction to the comics give direction to and connect the tv and uh movie universes they can't just have this random movies coming out like that's not well, how that I works i think that like i i do think that shazam i don't know like i've never connected shazam to like other dc properties the way that like i'm sure the comic books do have it connected but like traditionally i think like batman superman justice league i don't really connect that with shazam <laughs> do I, you i don't i don't yeah i mean i would i would i mean he's not necessarily a founding member of the justice league but he's fought alongside them previously he's fought superman like a bunch of times so it's a case yeah. of like I think what they were aiming for was they were moving away from trying to connect everything immediately and doing what MCU did in the first place, which is release a bunch of good movies <laughs> and then bring them together and hint, later and hint, on. Little hintings, with yeah. little hintings as but well. But you know, like you, you don't have to redo everything, right? You could redo just Superman. I think. I mean, although, like, why would you? He was good. He was good. At, but I guess it's over now. This is the conversation, right? How do you it's work in now. these people? And then, like. Whoever's going to take this on is going to have to get so many hashtag restore the Snyder verses in their timeline forever. Cause that's all it is now. So whenever Warner Brothers executive releases anything, it kind of does feel like they should do that though. I'm not going to lie. Like they have got all the, Oh my God. Have you come full circle? I have dude. The Snyder cut was better than the other shit. It was like, and I just kind of feel like he actually is the only way to make like Superman interesting is to explore at least, you know, dip your toes in the water of like, does he if he turned bad or if he got more involved than he should have or like you know like and, and it just if they go back to like classic boring superman i'm just not gonna be interested well i'd love to see a competent superman movie first like, like one that explores that is, that's what i'm saying that's the only one that exists i think in like the modern the film chris world. reeves ones are the best ones i mean i'd love to see <clears> a hopeful just just a hopeful superman for once anything but he's too strong to just have it be hopeful like there needs to be there needs to be a foil to him that's like interesting and has a nuclear man let's then, bring uh, him back no. <laughs> but you know what i mean there needs to be like some kind One of, of character who that. like has an arc like superman is just like good and invincible and like superman has a know, lot of interesting comics that explore more about his personality so like for example i have not yeah i have yet to see them in film <laughs> well, well that's the point yeah. so we haven't seen a competent superman movie yeah. ever like one of my favorites is and i forgot the name of it now however the whole story is essentially this girl who's on a ledge on a billion. She's about to commit suicide. And instead of Superman just swooping in and saving her when she jumps, it's a case of he lands next to her and he spends the entire comic book standing, talking and understanding her, helping her understand that it's not all terrible. And she doesn't have any. So in, instead of him just saving the day, Mate, he takes the time to actually you think they're going to make a movie. No, absolutely. <laughs> fucking him standing on the side of the building. Come on. let's deal in realism here. No, but that's uh, what I'm saying to you. Like yeah. they could do this. This is like, he has, he's a three dimensional character. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, three dimensional. Well, and, and anyway, moving swiftly on. Yeah. Did you hear this week that IGN is reporting that the Ghost of Tsushima movie adaption? What? Every video finally game. got a writer. <laughs> what the fuck? This is this been on the cards for a little Do while. Do they have a good storyline in that? I mean, it's beautiful it's meant game. to be amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's meant to be phenomenal. And so they've named a dude called Takeshi Dosha, who I've never heard of, but apparently wrote some pretty cool sci-fi romances. One was called Only, and he's going to be leading the project. Now, this is a game I have and haven't touched yet. Because I came back from the UK. You know, I was away from the world. Yeah. I came back and my first port of call was to play this goddamn game that I've had. 
And then, and then Elden Ring came out. Yeah, Sturdy Bothering. <laughs> Biggest game ever. Possible, yeah. yeah. It's terrible because I reckon I've got... I saw a great meme today that was like, the stack of games that I've been meaning to play staring at me from behind. Like, you know the ones that are and like... You always buy new ones. The, the, the fruit and veg in yeah, the back of the yeah. uh, back of the fridge type thing. It's literally that. Like, I have the same with books as well. <clears throat> books. I'm always like buying two books when I've read one. Oh, man. So I'm just constantly getting more behind. <laughs> <clears throat> What do you think about that? Would you would you watch Ghost of Tsushima adaptation? I don't know anything about it, but sure. Me neither. I'd rather play like the game. Awesome, to be yeah. frank, I haven't. I'd rather use my time to do that. But okay. Yeah. But I don't, I, know, I don't I, know if I'm ever gonna get time to do <laughs> this. Got, right. I've got so <laughs> many good ones. Like all the all the horizons. All the basically the games that. What is the studio that made Deathloop? Like apparently they've got like three or four great games that are just really really creative that I've never played. I think they've. Um, I think they even tested it with. I was. I was watching a YouTube video on it. They tested a similar formula with. Yeah. I think a Mass Effect game previously. So, I mean, you might as well take a look into. Yeah. That. Mass Effect. I forgot they remade that. I gotta get that. Like, there's. So I thought you many. had that. I know. I. I have probably the original. I want to get the. <laughs> um. All right. Well, speaking of video games, I'll give you a couple more pieces of news before we shimmy on. That's uh, a word. Soiree. Before we shimmy on. So, soiree, yeah. Do you know who Amy Hennig is? That sounds like a very familiar name. It should be, but because I don't actually know. Amy Hennig is the creator of the Uncharted series and oh. has done a lot of very interesting, what? cool things in video games. Now, when EA acquired the, the licensing for Star Wars, yes. she was in the process of creating a video game for Star Wars in the style of an Uncharted game with her old company that I've now forgotten the name of. <laughs> so it was booted, essentially. They were a long way into production, and the whole thing got booted, just completely ripped out from the ground. They basically said, do not make this anymore. Like, literally ripped it out. T -t -t what a waste. Right. Yeah, well, exactly. However, it's just been announced in the last couple of days that she and her new uh, studio, Skydance New Media, they're officially making a new Star Wars game. I'm so excited about it. So that. is it going to be this, like, they're going to use a lot of what that's they what Surely. I want, that's what I want to ask you, because yeah. what I'd love to see is, personally, now, I'm honestly, I'm a bit sick of every video game, Star Wars, being, you got a lightsaber, and you got to hit a guy, like, 15 times. I'd love it. So she made Uncharted. Why not do something with these characters that are getting massive, like the Mandalorian, Boba Fett? Put them in a cool situation where you've got to use these different mechanics to get around, where it's not just slashing or at people. both. Have both. Have a path of the Jedi, a path of the bounty hunter. This would be fantastic. Yeah. You can pick and choose. Yeah, would you play? Would you play a Star Wars game like that after no, you've finished all the rest that of other them? one? Um, <laughs> that what's that? The Force. The what's that one with the the Auburn Jedi? Uh, Fallen Order. Yeah, <laughs> I still well, that, that that had a few of the. Cause I played a little bit of that. That had some of the mechanics, like Uncharted style mechanics, yeah. in it. It's so I wonder if they're good. gonna push on from there because they've also announced that they're doing a second one to that too. Man, I'd, I'd love a Star Wars game that's competent and interesting and fun and has different stuff going on. Yes. Do you have any news, Dre? Um, look, man, I, I did not have much other than seeing the Thor Love and, Love and Thunder trailer. And the Keybiter news yeah. this week. Yeah. The Thor Love and trailer? That Thor Love and trailer. <laughs> Thor, Thor Love and trailer. Trailer Love and Thunder. Yeah, trailer and Love and Thor. Ooh, that's kind of kinky. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the Thor Love and trailer came out today. Uh, it did. Time. And, uh... What yeah. do you think? I, I just I was like not gonna watch it because I was like oh, I don't want to spoil you, be nee, nee, nerd. But uh, I did um, because it's my only piece of news, so I had to come. You to have to bring something. one a week, uh, and it was uh, just enough to get me excited. 
And it just seems like away very like much. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he didn't give away anything, anything. really. Yeah. I mean, you can see like that one scene where it's like obviously he's getting pulled back in from his chill lifestyle when he sees he that. He just big, gets in. Yeah. Out. Then they pull him back in. Just when I thought I was out there. Every, every week I'm going to make that same joke. So, that is true. Like you, you can tell that like this dead, dead gods or whatever. Yeah. Be what pulls him back? But you know, I'm, I'm down to see Thor be a bit hippie and yeah. you know like. Did you like the training montage? Himself and, he's doing CrossFit. Yeah, he's got he, the he's got the chains. I, I, I didn't want them to just yada yada over how nah. he got rid of the beer belly. So I'm glad they they did that. I wonder and, if it's gonna be full 80s style, like Rocky, like running for on the sure. Beach. Look that at this. Be did you see his hair? Amazing. He's got like a little braid. Yeah, there. like yeah. for sure it is. I guess I guess the PS de resistance of this is that at the very end of the trailer, for that one second, we finally see Jane Foster as Thor. So that's Natalie Portman's returning character. Who is big? It's a big deal in the comic books, you know. She becomes Thor at one point, but in the comics, there's an interesting wrinkle to it, and I don't think this is a spoiler because I don't think they're going to go with it this way. They never really do. But in the comics, Jane Foster, the human, has cancer, and she's really sick. But whenever she picks up Thor, uh, picks up Thor, (laughs) she picks up Mjolnir. Mjolnir. It 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 cures her essentially for that time, but then when she puts it down, it comes right back at her. So it's this dichotomy between. The two states like she can't be thor forever that's just not who she is mm. but also if she's not thor she she'd be dying so it's an interesting one i wonder if they'll, wonder they'll if subvert it somehow i'm sure but also mjolnir's back did you see that did I you did, notice that it's all it still and... all cracked up and stuff i didn't notice it was cracked up it looks all cracked up like it wasn't in the in the comics this is like a big deal when he gets this axe is that like or is that something they just kind of invented i i think just over time he's, he's had different, different things yeah like so one of the axes he had, which has the, I think it's called Stormbreaker in this, which yeah. is actually the axe of a different character, who's Beige Ray Bill, who's essentially a horseman thing. Oh, cool. Long story. <laughs> not sure he's ever going to come up in the MCU Hope anytime not. soon. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, he was, but he was worthy That's of having the horse. hammer, essentially. So Odin made him a Stormbreaker, which is his like axe thing. Yes. So they've pulled and tweaked elements from different things and Mjolnir has been broken many a times like for example there was a bit of the comic book when a very fine shard very fine shard got knocked off Mjolnir fell to the ground a frog touched it and became Throg (laughs) so he was literally a butterfly effect yeah exactly like (laughs) fucking Mjolnir Mjolnir piece chips off like universes are created right look we'd love to know what you guys think of any of this news i know social media guy Lockie has posted definitely about tholov and thunder and a bunch of these other ones on our social media hit us up at podcast assemble on instagram please do let us know anything we've missed anything you've heard we've got a couple of bits at the end of the show which we've had from friends of the show in fact a couple of friends of the show have sent us this one friend of the show luke sent us it before i even knew it happened Mm. Hell, Luke, what are you playing at? Mm. But yeah, hit us up. Let us know any news we haven't heard. Do you want to preface our main topic, Dio? I do. Um, so we have, you know, every now and again we do these episodes, right? Where anthologies, baby, we're back. I don't know. You call it an anthology, I guess. It's not really the same as like some of the other anthologies, but it's like kind of reoccurring. Where it's like, hey, a movie that we should have seen, or an older movie that we you know, maybe we have haven't. seen and and don't remember. We just need to maybe just need to resee. And recover. I'm honestly trying have to remember the last one. No, I have. I've never so, seen. So this I had seen probably eighty percent of it. It just needs to one of us not have seen. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically. one. Of, so one of us has to have not seen it. It's like, hey, well, we need to watch this. I can't um, remember what our other one was. We've done one of these episodes before. It was uh, uh, Heat. <laughs> heat. Yes, it was Heat. Oh my gosh! Of course, we may have done that. But that was like a good movie. I'm not saying that this isn't, <laughs> but we did Total Recall, the original. 
We did. Which, um, the 1990 some... spectacular. Yeah, like cult classic, I think. There's a lot of people that, like, there's a lot of, like, scenes that were burned into my memory from this movie. To I be think honest. it just seeps into a lot of media. You know? Well, there's like, that, but I, I remember, like, there were scenes where I saw it and it, I was just so young that it was, like, burned uh, in. Yeah. I mean, in like, some of them were even been born. Well, yeah, some of it was, like, <laughs> graphic stuff and then other of it was like wow sharon stone is a as babe stuff yeah and then there but, but, was, yeah. as as graphic as castlevania <laughs> castlevania is like a drawing so i can kind I of i still don't know it. anything about it. i didn't watch you castlevania when in. i was a child you know I was like, <laughs> look before we get into it do you want to give me a stupid plot summary of total recall in 1999 yes, yes. idiot probably infertile and very confused man <laughs> terraforms Mar- mars before it was cool <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. The infertile yeah. bit is a lovely little Do you get it? That you I get it. I there's, a little, there's a lot of that. There's, there's... More than necessary. Yeah, like, what? The, poor bloke. Significantly. All right, mine is, 90s movie disguised itself as an 80s action flick, asking questions about reality and mortality in a confusingly deep yet versatile romp. <laughs> confusingly deep. <Yeah. laughs> yes. It is. Versatile is a strong word, but it's well, it's got many facets to it. I'm not gonna di- lie multifaceted, to but versatile implies like implies like in a, a good way. I All would right. say. Well, I li- I liked it anyway. Look, before we get into that, why don't you tell me then what you think the IMDb score is for this? Um, I actually think that this is one of those movies where you know you have like people that really like it as a as a cult classic for kind of how goofy it is. I mm-hmm. think at times. And then you also have people that like really expect big, big things from this director, because like he's done pretty like good satire, awesome stuff. Like, and and they've been like pure, pure satire plays. Where I, as I, I don't think I think this is that, Paul but Bahama. not as obvious. And I think that some of those people would be disappointed. So I'm going to give it a middling score, okay. seven three. Ah, seven point five. Ah, could I like it though? All right, middling. I, I like where your head's at. Why don't you with what you think the Rotten Tomatoes score is? Eighty. Two. <laughs> he was so close. Uh, You're getting better at this, man. I'm not, I feel like you must be cheating on this. All I'm right. not. I, this um, was, this is all right, finally, the game breaker as always. What do you think the Metacritic score Well, this will be lower. It'll be like 68. It's 57. So yeah. I, I feel like that. I feel like that's harsh. Um, like if you judge this as an actual movie, <laughs> not as like, like as a, what? As like a piece of film history, I guess, because it is kind of like, it's got, it's very like, you're right. It's a lot of it is seeped into mainstream media because of like it's true. It's goofiness or like just the, the the point in time that it was made. I feel and like, like it what it, and what it represents. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it created a lot of trivia. There's a couple of things where I was like, okay, this is ahead of its time. All right, well, we'll yes. get into that. There's a few really cool bits of trivia as as we're going through. Yeah. yeah. So this, as I mentioned, was Paul Verhoeven, Starship Troopers, Robocop, Basic Instinct. He did some fantastic movies that all flipped expectations. Yeah. Robocop, man, like absolute timeless classic that's one we're gonna have to do for one of our many I, again anthologies. one that i've seen like random scenes from but i don't think i have oh my god well we're it. gonna do that at some point fantastic yeah. good one it obviously has arnold schwarzenegger uh, you mentioned sharon stone uh rachel tick tick ticketon i had a really hard time writing rachel ticketon yes his second who is girl. molina Ticketon. um and there's a bunch of people in this but one Benny? i want benny's, benny's, benny's great it was a very inspired Johnson performance Jr. by benny yeah yeah <laughs> One of what it's called was uh, Michael Ironside, who plays Richter, who's one of the bad guys. You will know him because he did the voiceover for Darkseid in the Snyder Cut. Did <laughs> he did? He's been in a bunch of stuff, like uh, he's acting, voice acting, every everything, everything, everything. Um, but it's a it's a pretty inspired cast, and I, I like I like what they were doing with it. Now, 
Before we move on to talking more about this film, let's talk goofy IMDb pictures. Oh, going straight My favourite part of the show. Well, first and foremost, we have the current MVP, who you well know is Adam Darlington, who plays NY Homeless Man, with his <laughs> terrible Snapchat selfie. Yeah, pre-post dick pic selfie. What a, what, a, what a guy. Yeah. What a guy. Inspiring. I'm not entirely sure what else to say about him at this yeah. point, but the opponent from this movie for Goofy Andrew B. Pick, now, we say, that, we say this not as regularly as we probably should, but this isn't about making fun of what people look like. It's just about saying, why on earth is that your IMDb picture? I, like, you look, can do I'm going to be less politically correct. Sometimes it is about Sometimes making it is. fun of yeah. what people look All like. Right. Not, not in this occasion. This yeah. time, uh, the opponent is Kamala Lopez, who just plays additional voices. <laughs> and it's... She's at a Trump rally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's interesting. But can you explain it? She's uh, sorry. Yeah, I forget that the viewers. She's in a she's in a leather listeners. I should say, the leather jacket, um, pointing at the camera like yeah, with two fingers actually. Two finger pointing. Yeah. Um, finger guns. Many many rings and American flag. Kanye aviators. West style. Yeah, like Kanye West style aviators with American flags imprinted on each lens. It is just such a weird image. Yeah. She must be at some sort of rally. Like that's that's I, I, a, yeah. It looks like that, I, or like a really really like white Fourth of July party. It's, just, it's like a very white background. <laughs> what do you reckon? <laughs> Who's got the goofy orange B pick? I, I think our mate still takes the cake, and I we may have to retire him because you know. Well, he's only won three in a row. Okay. So we 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 saved five before. Okay. So I, I was the number. I can find one better. I than mean, that. do you do you think that he deserves to win? I do. I mean, she's goofy as hell but well what we'll do is we but will that imdb it. picture it needs to be on a predator list like it's <laughs> fucking his, his picture is so bad what we'll do is we'll put it on our instagram at podcast assemble and we will let you guys vote let you let us decide. know who you think and if you outvote dre this week we will come come at you with something different so be it how does that sound so Sounds be it all right we're not going to do spoilers non-spoilers this week we're just going to talk about this movie because it's from 1990 <laughs> and like we try too hard with that and honest to god i don't think there was any major spoil there was maybe one major twist i, th- I think the major overarching like narrative of the film and the ways you can view it is a spoiler but you can't talk about the movie really, without talking about really, that yeah that for sure and it's not really a spoiler because up in only it's only a spoiler because the director revealed something Mm. If you'd have said nothing, then you wouldn't have. You'd have been still guessing. It's true. We'll talk to him about the plot of the movie. What what so, goes down? Yeah, like in a world where Mars is being colonized for resources and is at the brink of kind of a civil war mm. between kind of the lower class, those that have little. Oh, mutant, funny that, isn't it? The mutants actually, which kind of just get thrown. The rich into. holding down the poor. Yeah. Where have I heard that before? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, or as we know him. Uh, Quaid. Doug Quaid. Yeah, Doug Quaid. Uh, with a, is a man with a great job and a beautiful wife. But was well, a construction this, worker. <laughs> yeah, you know, but he's a big dude. You know, fits his he's a big brawny dude. lifestyle. Like, I mean, he's got a beautiful wife, nice apartment. He's got a job. I'll say that. He does. Um, and uh, he, but despite all this, he's nagged by dreams of a past life on Mars with a different person, a different female who he seems to be in love with, and really can't can't shake the feeling, right? In an effort to satisfy this craving for a life on the red planet, he tries a virtual memory injection. Think about it like a virtual tourism, right? You, you take a dream, you take a nap, and you dream like a video game, right? You, this this whole storyline. Inception, goes, but what's Inception is a video game of a yeah, nice vacation. Basically Inception, right? 
for you, you modern listeners. Um, <laughs> and in, when, in doing so, away as opposed in, to non-modern listeners, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess like you know, like pe- people would say, like our our parents would be like, no, it's not Inception, it's Total Recall. You know, that's my that's maybe maybe I like where your head's yeah. at. And in the process of doing this, he awakens something deep in his brain. Is he stuck in a permanently permanent recreational induced spy spy coasts? Spycosis. Spycosis. I I'm, love I'm, that. I'm coining oh. that one. Or is it Did really... you write that down? Is that literally it's, written it's down? literally there. Oh my God. That is the best thing you've ever done. <laughs> that's, that's a long part. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or is he uh, really a spy for Martian Rebels? I guess you got to watch the movie to find out. You or really have to find in, out. Because we'll, we'll be talking about it next. But there's, there's like I say, it's multifaceted. There are twists within, twists within the narrative. There are turns and there's interesting tidbits that you don't pick up on unless you really look for them i love this man it was super kitsch a bit campy at times like a, a bit <laughs> it, it made it, the prosthetics were like the campiest shit i've ever seen it had this 80s quality to it that was i mean it's clear it it's yeah, clearly it like a like it was clearly made like late 80s it's like a relic 90s. of the 80s it's the, the last rose yeah it's, but it's like i said it's beautifully kitsch <laughs> but like in terms of it like why i say kitsch because some of the technology is very quaint and almost like antiquated, but somehow it doesn't take you out. The same way Alien doesn't take you out of it in the movie. Like, you know that that's way out of date and that monitor would never happen like in real 2050 or whatever it's set in. But in this setting, like you kind of get away with it. I'm holding my tongue because I was taken okay. out many times. <laughs> well, you but, right. you know, like I, I like an Alien, I just think was like way, way more... It didn't like aliens prosthetics didn't take me out at all. No, so. no, but like the, I'm talking about like the technology rather than the aliens prosthetics. Like, what do you, how do you mean like the like surrounding? The, like the monitors around? So like if you watch oh, yeah. aliens, like it's a proper grimy setting, and like the, yeah. all all the monitors they work on as astronauts are like 15 inches by 15 inches. Yeah, I, and, I like, get that. It's like dot code like rolling down the yeah, screen. No, I, yeah, that that stuff wasn't like too. It was more just like the crazy prosthetics and some of the plot well, points. We'll, but, we'll yeah. get to that in a minute. We'll get to yeah. that in a minute. Uh, this is a real fun movie. Like, I love what you were talking about. It's a type of movie that leaves you with more questions than answers, right? I, yeah. I feel like that's how I came out of it. I went in been like, never seen this before. Like, let's see what happens. And by the end of it, I was like, my head is exploding with questions. Like, yeah. I was asking my partner, like, what's this mean? What's this mean? And she she watched like, it with you? Yeah. She loves that She loves that type of stuff. It's oh, great. Crazy. Yeah. Um, so, essentially, he goes into this dream memory vacation type thing and wakes up halfway through the procedure with his brain scrambled, thinking he's an actual secret agent. Now, what do you think of his performance in this? Because this is, like, peak Arnie. I, I find Arnold Schwarzenegger in these, like, like minus Terminator. Yeah. Hard to watch. Really? I do. I, I enjoy him. Even for... in Twins. I don't know if I've seen that one. Even Kindergarten Cop. I don't know if I've seen that one either. Even in uh, Last Action Hero. I definitely have seen that one, but I... Even not... in Jingle... I can do this all night. Even yeah, in Jingle keep, All The Way. Keep, keep going. <laughs> I guess, like, I don't know, man. Like, it's just like he he is literally speaking broken English at times. Um, And... I'm not judging. I think that's just bad writing. I don't think that's him. He speaks perfect English in the, in this. I think it's when he's making... There, there's like, times like, where his accent, like, he stumbles over the line. When like, they're, like, sure. trying to hold him down the chair, and he's like... Ah! Well, like ah, that, stu- ah, that stuff, ah. I'm like, are, is, are these overdubs? Like, no, I don't think so. Or is this I think literally that's how he sounds? Like, <laughs> yeah. I literally wrote down, I, I don't know, what was it? Like, 
I think it was literally just, Argh! do you think this is the noise he really makes? <laughs> like, surely that's edited. Like, because <laughs> it's so absurd. Look, but, I, I wrote down that I thought for quite, uh, quite a uniquely, unique's the wrong word, quite an interestingly nuanced material. I feel like he did quite a good job with it. Like, it's nuanced in terms of like all of the things you can read into it, but you can only read into it that way if he played this in a certain way. He definitely, he plays it like, and maybe this is purposeful and I'm not giving him enough credit, but like this like, almost like dumb dude. Yeah. Like he just plays it like this like. He's had his memories wiped. Like, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like earnestly dumb. Yeah, he is. There's another word for it that I can't really place, but like it, it kind of bugged me. <laughs> I, was just, I don't know what about it was. But like, look, he, he he's fine, and it was entertaining because it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's like he's 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 passionate and he's genuine, and like yeah. he, it's hard to hate him. It's just like it's it's hard for me to say he's this amazing actor. Sharon Stone was good in this. Sharon Stone was like the only legitimately like unique and well done. She performance, played like a really good dual yeah. personality. Yeah, it was like it was like an interesting kind of role in acting, and it, she was only in it. Like I kind of wished, and I maybe we can save that for when when we go through like best and worst but i kind of wish they they slow played the discovery of it all it kind of happened so fast yeah it's true and i would i would have liked it to be a little bit more like subtle like in a modern take of this movie i think they they draw that out they make it creepier they make it like weirder like what is that like him second guess it's almost like the truman show Yeah, okay but like a slower build of him realizing like that he actually does have this alternative life and it culminates in this like total recall event right but yeah for, i mean for anyone who has, hasn't seen this movie essentially the the plot is he goes into the recall like dre dre says into the recall facilities to have this vacation memory thing well, I, I don't really get it yeah. whatever it is and halfway through he busts out and he starts believing he is a secret agent now this is where there's a very clear line in the sand whereby you're not sure what you're, which part you're seeing is reality and which part is dream. And he believes he's a secret agent. And he has to go on this mission. He goes back to Mars, yep. back in quotation marks to Mars. Uh, and he has to, uh, he, he has to, you know, fight off the bad guys and help the La Resistance <laughs> and yeah. all this stuff. Right. So it's like he, there is a clear delineation between him being a construction worker and him being the spy right yes and it's real interesting that that's the point of the movie that the director says as soon as his eyes close everything is a dream after that see that's kind of dumb i i prefer like if they didn't even do the dream sequence and it was like he goes to total recall kind of in the beginning and yeah. then it's this suspenseful thing after where it subtly creeps and eventually he has more and more dreams and then he like he he can't just like you don't know he doesn't know but he goes for it anyway but anyway that's i think weird. that's a different movie I, I i love the idea that i don't think it's that different but, i think it's just better executed it leaves it so ambiguous right so the point of it is that you think he's woken up before they've actually started the procedure so like the point is the movie that's sort of, not sort of ambiguous tricks you. yeah that's what it's, my point it, is it is though because it, like, it's like very could... much saying one thing and then the director's just saying another in my opinion it feels cheaper well, if we remove the yeah. if, let's yeah. remove the director out of the conversation for the moment yeah. because he said that later in time, but like the way the movie sets it up is, I I genuinely just thought like I didn't know I didn't know that was what the point was, but I was like, oh, he's just woken up and his brain's been fried and he's gonna go on this mission <laughs> and took down like the amount of tranquilizer that an elephant <laughs> would, <laughs> like she's like doo, 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 doo. and didn't like, die. I'm pretty sure like one of those sufficed earlier. Yeah. Why does he have ten? <laughs> Because he's angry. Oh. London. 
But I thought, but like I say, like I thought, considering that he's supposed to be this brain scrambled guy, like he, he does well with the nuance of, he of does the materials. Kind of, given he has this him. airy eye look that like All gives the off time. the brain scrambled yeah. vibe. If if that was purposeful, then Arnie, I give you some credit. My my favorite bit I think about this movie is, and we talked a, we talked a little bit about this on on the uh, actually sorry on on the Super Smash Bros podcast is the eighties action. I talked to do you do you like action in eighties movies and TV shows? Not like, really. Because neither do I. Yeah, it's but terrible. But in this scenario, <laughs> it's terrible, dude. And with Arnie as like the key point, key focal point of it, it's just so interesting because even when they pit him up against like five guys, he will just crush them immediately. Yeah. But they've got to be, add some sort of suspense to the movie. So like they've got to get a good lick in, and then they've got he's got to yeah. do the two handed punch overhead like in Star Trek. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's almost like built in a way to make you feel like these middle-aged balding fat guys are gonna beat up on Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> when they absolutely couldn't you know? well the, the other part is like this the choreography we've talked about this before i forget what movie it was but the choreography for the fight has gotten so much better over the years like it's crazy it's like who did they have running this shindig before i feel like there's a line in the sand around the time of the matrix where things actually start to get yeah worse, i think that's a great you know? point like that that's like the first one that i remember being like whoa yeah. or like yeah Crashing Tiger, Hidden Dragon, I think it was probably after that. I, th- I think yeah. we can exclude a lot of Asians because they good. knew what they yeah, were doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my point. Like, it's like, who was doing this? They just got like the janitor to chime in. God knows. Anyway. Like, sword fighting is the worst in these movies. Like, you like we talked about Highlander. That's where it was. Shout Highlander out to our, talked about. Yeah. Shout out to our old Highlander episode. Yeah. That's a good one. I, I enjoyed talking about that. But like the, it's like that. The sword fighting, it's not sword fighting. It's just two guys. It's like children going their swords backwards and forwards. Yeah. Like, there's no choreography to it. There's no finesse. This is the same in terms of like the hand-to-hand stuff. And it just culminates in him eventually getting a gun. And he just just shoots people in the head for the whole movie. Yeah, and with that weird freaking look in his eye. Yeah, but, but it's interesting when he gets back to Mars and he finally meets up with the girl from his original dream at the beginning of the movie, Melina. Yeah. Finds out she's part of this resistance. And uh, I actually really thought when I was watching this, because he's obviously called Quaid. And this is kind of... Are you... Are you get- are you getting into pacing? Like this is this is like midway through, if not yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just yeah. sort of going through the plot yeah. a little bit, but I think like he's obviously called Quaid, and the leader of the resistance was called Quato. I thought it was. I honestly thought for ages it was going to be a case of he was Quato and he had just misremembered, and they take him back to the the resistance layer, and he would they would tell him, and he'd go, "Oh my god!" And they'd be like, please. "You're the guy." Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be funny. Actually. That would have been a good twist, I yeah. thought. Like Quato, and they Quake. take him through to meet this dude, but it's like, no, 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 you're, you're saying your name wrong. You're the dude. Yeah, yeah. I thought that'd have been a great twist. Um, better than the ones I think we got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I like the twists in this. I, but man, I think you like this movie, and I give you all the power in the world but there were so many things that were just like kind of just poorly done i thought like this whole mutant storyline just gets thrown in yeah like randomly and it's like super out of place and weird and I then they, they, they have to. like special powers to like be mind readers like yeah. what like because they don't get enough oxygen like by the way like i don't think that's what happens i think you just die <laughs> i don't think you well, turn you, into yeah, a mutant you, you like literally get brain damage there's it's just like not. some weird like you could have like changed the weird sci-fi parts to be more like halfway believable. Sure. You know, that, that kind of took me out. I feel, but I feel like that's part of the world building. Let's talk about world building then yeah. because like, and the cinematography, I tend to wrap them together. Probably shouldn't, but I do the world building of the Mars side of things. When he gets back there, I actually really, I mean like I, I get it. There's nonsense, but you <laughs> what are they, take a step, take a step out of it. Gotta... Real quick. Remember when he just like, like, 
pretends apparently to be this woman. Oh, Which, yeah. By the way, like, like what? Like all of a sudden he's a woman. That was like no preface, right? It was almost like a, a like a like it was a, like a, a weird big, like, robotic robot prosthetic thing. thing. And it's like, what was the point of you dressing up as this woman <laughs> if right when you're gonna get in, subtly? You unveil yourself. Yeah. yeah, like. yeah. We started like to twitch, didn't yeah, it? Like, it the was... suit, the suit thing started to fail. Anyway. But then the head was a bomb. Like what? <laughs> That's why, like... boy. There's, there's like so 80s. Like these things. Like that. That was never a part of the they plan. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. Like why did like somebody just like no? But her head needs to be a bomb. But he's like, like no. He was trying to use that to get in. Why would he want to blow up? That sure. would blow. That would blow his cover. Like that kind of stuff. I can't really get but beyond. I kind of liked. I'm gonna use the word juxtaposition. I kind of like that because they did juxtapose juxtaposed that side of things which was like the big bombastic sort of 80s nonsense with some slightly more subtle spy stuff so like yeah. the part when he, uh, he he gets a communication from someone who's one of his old pals who he used to work with on mars yeah uh, i'm putting quotation marks around yeah. all this and he gives him a suitcase a big briefcase suitcase thing and he takes it to this uh he takes it to this like warehouse in the middle of nowhere and he finds out he's got a tracker up his nose and but, but, but it's like graphic without focusing too much on the the awful pulling the tracker out like i kind of liked that side of the movie where it was slower and it like the pace came right down agreed agreed yeah and it was more of like a spy i would have liked that to be a slow like i said a slower build almost like more like moon knight the first episode where you're like where he's like kind of discovering all this fucked up like who is this guy that who's this lady calling (laughs) like that kind of stuff yeah where it's like him debating with himself more where as opposed to just being like right away like yeah, it was like sure. kind of he went in and it was like right away yeah like sure. um i don't think you need to change that much to just make it more subtle of a build-up uh but I, I i did like that stuff a lot more than the end I, I wrote like from a pacing perspective i really liked the first half i was into it and then kind of pretty much as soon as he took off that like prosthetic female head and it blew up i was like Ooh, yeah. this is turning bad <laughs> for the worst well i yeah i just i wrote down that i i thought like the tension tend to build satisfying conclusions like the points where you were building towards like that bit I mentioned where he was finding out about himself, who he, who he was supposed to be and how he got away from them by pulling out his tracker and sneaking stuff like that. Like it was all kind of satisfying. No, that like, was cool. Yeah. Even the bits mm-hmm. where you were a bit confused, but also it's a really interesting film to really focus on as it's happening. Cause there are things within it that apparently, uh, I was going to essentially say, shape the dream. You so you were saying that there's some little knickknacks that they they All leave the around. From, yeah. So I'm curious if like I I just missed those, wasn't paying attention enough, didn't care, whatever it may be. Do you do you have some off the cuff? Perfect example: the yeah. the tracker in his nose, right? So there's yeah. a scene early on when he is in said dream. So we're hypothesizing that he is in a dream from that moment onwards. Yes, that yes. We mentioned that's, before. that's what you're talking about. Right now. Yes. In that moment, he goes into the subway station and they walk through what is like essentially an x-ray. So they see all the bones of everyone and they... No tracker. Huh? No tracker. And there isn't a tracker in him, which mm. you would see because it's made of metal yes. at that point. Uh, but then when he when he finds out that they've bugged him, all of a sudden this metal tracker is in his nose. So it's almost a case of things that he's learning are affecting his dreams. His psychosis, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. That's interesting. As we go on, I'll talk about a few of the other bits, the other more interesting uh, sections, maybe from slightly close to the beginning of the, the film, but like I started to talk about it. What do you think about the world building and cinematography, like Mars, for example? I thought that actually like the Mars and like the Vestas, like that was surprisingly not that bad. Oh, yeah. I didn't mind the like the way it looked and like the vibe. And I guess the it almost was like this kind of looks like a, just a big mind site, right? If it was a city. Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't mind. Kind of steampunky. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't right. mind any of that. Um, 
I, I actually quite liked it. It had like, but what I didn't really like was like, like again, apparently a lack of air makes you a mute and not a dead person. Yeah. Like that, like that, that part of the world building just kind of got thrown in, and I was, I was a little bit like, you didn't need to do it that yeah. way. I really liked that they had some like minor details. Like I'm thinking back to like, you remember when the Fifth Element, he was trying to cut down on smoking, so he only had two third cigarettes like yeah. in his in, yeah. in the machine. Like for example, with this, when they were in when they were on Earth, there were only advertisements for Coca Cola. But on Mars, there was only Pepsi. So it's like this weird. It's this like weird Hilton separate. in the Ritz. Exactly. Did it it's kind so of felt like this was like this the most product placed movie? There was that a lot of product placement. Yeah, existed. from what I could tell. Yeah, but uh, I I really like the things like it introduced self driving cars to some extent. Like that's a big part of this movie. Like he <laughs> drives around in cabs at points that are self driving. Um, you mentioned CGI before. Like, what did you? What do you think? Oh, there was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and the prosthetics weren't like bad, but they were just over the top. It was kind of very, very like thing-esque and it kind of felt a bit out of place sometimes. Really? I me. really liked it. I like prosthetics in general, but I just kind of felt like this was like a different movie when it got into those moments. Well, was, speak, speaking of that scene with the, the three-titted baby. Yeah. <laughs> the the chick. Well, speaking of that, see, that, that uh, scene with the x-ray, Yeah, that was one of the first ever... Uh, major hollywood blockbuster moments to use cgi so it was like a the turning X-ray. point yeah mm. it, it really inter- in, in in action which i find really interesting and it was one of the last major hollywood blockbusters to use large scale use of miniatures so like that's something i really love like i love miniatures like you watch like a that's Star what the mars Wars. was surely yeah, yeah a lot of mars was that and, and i and that's stuff that i think movies severely lack these days like you look at a chris nolan movie where he uses them he uses them very sparingly, not necessarily miniatures. He uses like scaled down models of stuff. Like in the Batman, for example, the bit where they flip the truck, that's a scaled down model, not mm. a miniature. But I think that sense of realism is lacking in a lot of movies these days. I agree, man. Uh, I'm, dude, I've, I was loving Dark Crystal, which is just, <laughs> the entire thing is that. So yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to get me out. Like, I, I don't mind that. It was, yeah, I, I agree. There was some really cool stuff that like you remember like why these movies feel different. And yeah. they do. It has that vibe about it. Um, it doesn't have the same plot, I think, backing it besides a couple cool parts that like they didn't, I think, explore enough. Yeah, okay. but like there like were what? really really cool ideas. There was a kind of Inception before Inception. Like, like what kind of ideas? What do you like? Just the, that, like that that one sequence where he confronts the doc. The doctor confronts him as a way to like stop yep. him from yep, keeping yep. on his spy thing in Mars. And he's like, "Hey, this is a psychosis." Like that should have been like a more central theme to the whole movie. Psychosis. It, it, like just the the idea that like is this real or is it not? It, it kind of felt like they touched on it twice. I, th- I feel and then like, they, like just they got so distracted subtle. by these like yeah. mutant storylines yeah. that were really boring and nobody cared about. It was all thrown in in 20 minutes. Like, yeah, uh, I think it was just so subtly done. Like beat by beat of this movie follows almost to the, to the letter. Firstly, what the salesman was selling him in the first place about mm-hmm. the spy, the spy vacation. Yes. And then next a bunch of stuff from what the scientists are talking about when he's about to go into his vacation all that stuff is fitted into it. And then it's almost like his brain trying to make sense of the stuff he's list, he's heard and seen in the last few minutes and pros uh, and building it into this yeah. dreamscape. And I like, I really love that. The only part that's like kind of odd is like, how does he have the dream before he goes in there? Yeah. I mean, that's something I'm yeah. intrigued by. Like, yeah. is this an old flame? Is it like, has it, 
the other question has he done it before has he been to Total yeah, Recall before and can't remember it like yeah. is this his thing is he doing this all the time but yeah that was one I was a bit like or is that I mean it's obviously a dream and he's obviously projecting the the girl for whatever yeah. M- M- Melania Melania that's that's, the, that's Trump's Tim, daughter Tim, Tim, <laughs> Tim Tucker, Melina Tim yeah he's, he's obviously projecting that Melina into the character that he's seeing in the dream and I think that's really interesting that as he's drifting off, like they're building the prototype woman for him to have to, to fall for in the dream. Yeah. And he starts to imagine her face onto it. So like he's already seeing like his imagination's taking over. I, I yeah. really like that. Should we, talk, should we talk a bit about sort of like the bigger like twists to it then? I'm trying to remember what they are. Well, I mean like the, the story of it outside of what we're talking about is that it turns out Arnie was a double agent all along and he yes, the, tricked uh, himself. Story, yeah. yeah, the spy part of the story. He tricked himself into infiltrating the bad guy's headquarters. Uh, uh, sorry, he for the bad guy, infiltrating the resistance's headquarters so they could take out the resistance. Yeah, right? basically he's been misleading himself in the future, has been misleading him the whole time to get yeah. the outcome that his help in the future wants for... He's a double agent. But he rejects his... Yeah previous life and wants to be yeah. doug quaid he does which He's, is which is interesting baffling. casablanca right like yeah. uh, how do you make decisions with like this guy's i don't know it's that that could have been a cool thing to explore too i think a bit more i very much you know, like if you like if, you, if this truly is the other guy like what makes him him now like what changed was it the yeah. pers- the people in his life like in Melina, this obviously bro. Yeah. so you know clock like nurture versus nature that kind of thing well that we're going to come to that in yeah. a moment and obviously, they find uh, an alien-built oxygen generator on Mars. Like you manage to turn it like on. This part is just absurd. Like this is where I was like, oh. but this is where I'm like, this is clearly a dream because like yeah. that would never happen. Um, but this is like quite a f- like I've I've written this way. Like it, I think it's like a fabulously meta movie in that, it, like I say, it leaves you with more questions than answers. Um, you know, is everything post recall a dream? That's one. Um, there's a great bit where. In his previous dream, he saw blue sky on Mars. And that's the last thing he hears before he goes in, which is how the dream ends. Mm-hmm. So one of the scientists, it's like a blink and you miss it line, or I don't know how you blink with your ears. Mm-hmm. Blink and you miss it kind of line. And he says, oh, blue sky on Mars. That's not what I've seen before. But that's how yeah, I remember that. the yeah. movie ends. Yeah. And I, it's like, is his brain interpreting what he's just been hearing and seeing? And yeah. sort of. I think this is like it. a less sophisticated version of Inception. Yeah. Like, which I, and I could appreciate... What it's doing, um, I guess sometimes its execution doesn't match its like attempts at sophistication. For sure, like and it's sure. it's hard for me to like mar those two things. Right? Yeah, right. So all right then, yeah. that was our kind of rambling overview. Do you want to give me a little bit of tones and or themes? Well, I think it's interesting. Like, there's there's definitely like they could have explored the nature versus nurture thing a bit. I don't think they really did. I think that's no. a missed opportunity. But they hint at it. Um, you know, I I also I guess like what there's just. A motif of like reality mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like reality versus dream and and you know dream states and how they influence our, our view on reality but i actually thought this is like more of a satire like you look at his other movies right mm-hmm. robocop's a satire and capitalism mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. What's this it? almost is as well yes to a degree for sure i mean it's set in a similar vein right mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. as it's not as like poignant on that but um starship tributes is kind of like a a satire and patriotism yeah, yeah and the military industrial complex this almost to me feels like a satire on like hollywood itself mm. like where you like 
you take this guy at the peak of his, you know, stardom, Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. and you turn him into this like brain dead kind of like humiliated, <laughs> just getting his ass kicked by yeah, Sharon Stone, yeah. like we like, like yeah, I'm not denying it. I'm sure he enjoyed it to a degree, but point being like, it almost felt like a satire, like of, of humiliating him to a degree. Have I got by a the movie director. for you? Have you like, ever seen the movie Last Action Hero? No. It's exactly what you're describing. It is literally a kid who goes to a cinema who falls through the screen and Arnie is his, like, his favorite hero on screen. Ah. It's it's all the tropes of an action movie. Like, he's lighting a grenade, not a grenade, a stick of dynamite with his cigar and throwing it in the car next to him with bad guys and it's blowing up. But then they bust into the real world. Like, they come back through and he's got to, like, learn that he isn't invincible. It's really fun. (laughs) And, like, there's little, like, there's, like, twists to it. For example, like, they go into like a movie store mm. and there's like a terminator poster but it's actually sliced alone's head on the terminator <laughs> poster because it couldn't be arnold right because yeah. it's 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 a movie star so like yeah it's it's real fun see that to me sounds like something i'd be interested in because it's like its aims are more base it's, it's not more of like a kid's this, movie yeah it's though, not this yeah, high yeah. flying concept movie well I, I just put does who you were really matter or is it your actions now that define you that's the kind of things i took away from this movie yeah like, past versus like, present nature versus like nature. what is the what are the extent of redemption right yeah. like what how far can it really go if you if he was this guy like does it matter what he does i guess well he saves mars he terraforms it yeah did he redeem himself yeah, yeah. Like, that, that's definitely something I'm so then give for. me your three best and three worst about this movie uh i think sharon stone this um, best just in general whether she's be kicking balls or he gets doing, hit in the nuts all like, the yeah, time. Yeah, or doing like tennis arrow, like in a in a jazzercise suit, which I'm. I think fully... that's. I still think that's a good idea. I think that's how we can we can we can start a business with this deal. <laughs> yeah, I think this people is would un- dig it, man. I sure did. You get you get you get the actual pros to do like a, a hologram style tape of himself training people how to serve. Yeah, people would pay good money for that. Um... <laughs> I think skipping straight on, do you? <laughs> yes. Yada yada yada. Uh, I think just the the whole inception before inception concept. Yep. Like they played around with that. I wish they would have done more with it, but I I did like it. And then I guess like the third yeah. the third best. Like I, I don't really have one. I, I would say just the general feel of like the the backgrounds of Mars and like the setting. Like that was the worlds they built. There was, I yeah. That, yeah. There was cool parts to that. How about you? Well, I definitely said the worlds they built. Yeah. Like, it felt lived in. I liked that it had a backstory to it. It wasn't just like Mars. You just appear on Mars and everything's brand yeah. new. Like, it's grimy. There's, like, sex dungeons there and stuff. And, like, sex shops for, like, the bored workers of this minor colony. Yeah, like, like, I like Triple-titted women. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, all that stuff's really fleshed out. Uh, I, I felt like the twists were kind of earned. Like, way more so than most 80s, 90s mm-hmm. movies. Like, most 80s, 90s movies, like, all of a sudden this happens and you're like the good guy's bad or the bad guy's good and you're like yeah. why yeah that wasn't signposted whereas in this it's like there were some subtle build up yeah. of like the bit where he's on the screen i even i actually turned to my partner and the bit where he was we talked about before where he's in the warehouse and he was telling himself how to take out the, the yeah. tracking chip i turned to my partner and i and i genuinely said i bet he's a double agent like honest to god and she was like have you seen this before i was like no because mm-hmm. it was so well played in the fact that he was so greasy and he had 
the, his hair was different. And I was he like, just felt like a sleaze ball in those videos. Right? Exactly. So like, I felt like they felt very earned. And which is actually a good point to art. Like he did play kind of two very different That's characters. That's what I was when you saying. Think about that. Like, oh, so you've come full one eighty on that. I, I, not one eighty. I'll give him. A, I'll, I will say that it. He did some acting. You're saying that my arguments were very compelling, is what you're trying I to say. I also think that he struggled through English. Yeah, so that's, that's <laughs> there also there true. some tough parts for me. The final part was uh, the final positive for me was that I genuinely loved that sort of 80s animatronics sort of thing style stuff going yeah. on in this. And like, some of it was almost like stop motion animation, and I bloody loved it. Um, what are your worsts? Um,. I just thought the villains were just like very, very like. I actually didn't mind the like the second baddie, like the the one that was like the the not the bad baddie, like the not the boss, but the Richter. boss. Yeah, I didn't mind him. He Michael Ironside because he, he was kind of like this comedic element too. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I'm sure, he didn't like the bit where he gets his arms chopped off. Yeah, like uh, I didn't mind right. him as much, but the the main bad guy I was like, oh, this guy's kind of boring for sure. And. I would say just like certain lines with Arnold, like his English was tough for me. Like okay. he was struggling through his accent and I was like, Oh God, like nothing wrong with it, but it's just a bit cheesy. And I guess the third bad would be just like the whole, the whole mutant. That, you that like, crammed you really in, didn't like that. That crammed in storyline where he's like meeting this mutant that's in the guy's stomach. That's like Quato, the, 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 like the, the psychic mutant that like this, the whole concept that mutants are created because they didn't have enough oxygen. was just like, so lazy <laughs> yeah I, I, i'll give you that yeah it was very lazy it was weird and it didn't i mean it fit the tone of the movie but it didn't make there could have a been lot some of other sense. reason like why don't you just say give like, it any other reason like they're creating this troninium or whatever and it's leaking into the water supply like there that's easier that, that, that makes more sense why not right, yeah. all right mine were the generic bad guy trope i was like you yeah. know like every bad guy was exactly like yeah carbon copies just yeah. unnecessary they were bad because they were bad yeah i felt like yeah, I said this has been the action scenes. Like, I felt like Arnie would have taken out all those goons. There's a bit when he's learning that he thinks he used to be a spy but can't remember. Mm-hmm. And he gets cornered by about five dudes who are yeah. about a third of his height. They're all, like, overweight. And, like, they can barely, like, lift their arms without breaking a sweat. Yeah. And I'm like, he would literally crush your head. So I, d- <laughs> I was a bit like, oh, that, that, why didn't, or why didn't he at least just run away? They definitely couldn't chase him. <laughs> well, and, like, they're not supposed to be killing him. Like that was like anyway that was also a part where I was like are they trying to kill him they or are they flipped not? That halfway I'm kind of confused. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there were some parts of the story that confused themselves. I think. Yeah. I think because it was trying to build this mystique of without like you say doing it particularly well, like mystique of almost like an Inception yeah. dream scenario. There were bits that didn't quite add up, yeah. but I mean they yada yada that by saying that he was that his dream was evolving as he was learning stuff. Yes, I would say. Yeah. Well, the final question for this then is, is this movie better or worse than Aquaman 2018? Do you want to preface our, our rating yeah, system? Yeah, so we always, sometimes we skip this. Sorry, guys. Oh, we just, we don't have a thumbs up. We don't have a thumbs down no. on the uh, we podcast do. assemble. <laughs> we have. <laughs> we don't have a star Better system. or worse. There's no five stars. There's no out of 100%. It's uh, better we or worse than Aquaman. It's we binary. We don't have how many tits. Yeah. Is this <laughs> Three goodbye? tits, four tits. Three is the best. One. Two, one. <laughs> It, it is binary. It's better or worse than Aquaman. It's yes or no. Yes, it very much is. Is it better or worse than Aquaman 2018? Which uh, is I think it's worse. The most average movie of all time. You think, think it's worse? worse? Yeah, I wouldn't want to watch this again. I'd watch Aquaman. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, man, it's just not for me. That's like, I, I like certain 80s movies. This one was like two, like, I want them to be full one way or the other. This one was like caught between two vibes. Like it wanted to be something more than it was, and then it okay. was also just that thing. That You're it saying was. it wasn't heady enough for you? 
saying it wasn't like its headiness didn't match its execution and acting okay. and casting and plot. It was like only. I wonder if that's. Uh, I wonder if that's because of the time it was made in. So, for example, like acting just wasn't as good then. Like you get one or two actors who massively stand out. Like you probably your De Niro's. Like is an incredible actor, but most actors like of the time, all they did was they were either oh, talking like, quietly, like we are now, or really shouting at the screen. Like there's that's good acting in like the eighties. I, I get where you're coming from, but I think like even like Back to the Future is better than this. Okay, yeah, a lot of shouting in that. But anyway, yeah, that's my point. Like, uh, but the but it was like it was more in, it was more tonally uh, consistent. Okay. All right. Yeah. From my perspective, I think this is better than Aquaman twenty eighteen. I can understand where you're coming from. From just from a enjoyment perspective just just from like it's it is very like it's not as like i'm sure it takes more risks yeah okay yeah all right do you want a bit of uh truffles trivia i've brought it back this week truffles trivia we're back baby why not after a little break last week all right truffles trivia true or false when ronald shusset and dan bannon first started working on the screenplay for this movie back in 1970, they realized that m- the movie would probably be way too expensive and difficult to make. So they delayed working on it and moved on to other projects. <laughs> However, later on, they came back to this and the script became Predator. What, the script that they originally... But, sorry, I don't they, understand. They continued to work on the script and evolved it, and in the end, it became the Predator script. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Predator to this i just don't understand i i oh, think it it's i think it's actually true but i'm gonna say false it's actually false ah! but, so they delayed working on the story and instead worked on an idea that bannon had with a space monster terrorizing a spaceship crew which eventually became alien oh really yeah so it's alien not predator well like you could see how there was like there's like a little nod to aliens in this very briefly it's true yeah yeah all right true or false Arnold Schwarzenegger was originally going to play the title role in RoboCop, but had problems with the costume caused, causing producers to drop the idea. Is this true or false? That feels true. It is true. Yeah. After Schwarzenegger saw uh, RoboCop, he said that he loved the movie and wanted to work so badly with Paul Verhoeven. Probably not going to say his name right ever. So when Verhoeven heard about the Total Recall script, they decided to work on that together. Nice. That's a nice ending to that story, isn't it? It is. Uh, you don't often get them in uh, cinema these yeah. days. Uh, true or false? Originally, Patrick Swayze was signed to play Quaid. <laughs> when the movie be- began production in Australia uh, with Bruce Beresford as director, but they realized very early on that it, he wasn't right for the part. That kind of conflicts with what we just heard, so I'm going to say false. No, it's true. Ah, um, and then this is with a different production company mm. and they're in pre-production and when that company eventually went bankrupt uh, everything changed up and Arnold Schwarzenegger heard about the role and wanted to move forward interesting with so you're getting better at these still only two out of three soon mm. you're going to get there one sorry mate one day doing soon doing my best well thank you all for sticking with it we really do appreciate it yeah. that was our rambling less rambling <laughs> I think it was kind of rambling overview I mean it's it's a, it's an old movie it is an yeah, old movie. Just, it's a good one, though. going through it. Yeah. Um, do you have one. any correspondence this week, Thomas? We sure do. Of course we do. Always do. Thank you, Love everyone, it. who sent us news this week. We've got a bunch of people sending us the Thor, Love, and Thunder um, trailer. Mm-hmm. What, what did I call it? Thor, Love, and Trailer? Core tra- <laughs> trailer. Thor, Trailer, Love, and... <laughs> 
That's what we love to hear. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure that one works. But social media guy Lockie put on this week uh, on Instagram at Podcast Assemble. Hit us up on there about the fact that they are moving ahead with the Luther movie. Now we had Drop Dead Podcast reach out saying that they've been hanging out for the Luther movie for years, uh, and they same actor. Still Idris Elba, yeah, uh, and they loved the whole Luther Alice banter, which is very interesting. How do you feel about this coming back as a movie? It's fine with it. Yeah, well, I don't, the, don't think it, it needs a long form storytelling. I mean, I'm sure. It, I think that this kind of show can translate to a movie quite well. Sure, just doesn't need to be. Um, it's just I just wonder why they picked the movie. That's the one thing I always wonder. I'm like, why? When you know you can do a show, why why do a movie? And I guess maybe it's just because everyone's too expensive and it's too hard. And he, he is pretty expensive. He's pretty base. big now, maybe. I don't know. Well, Dead Drop Podcast, I said that wrong before. Dead Drop Podcast did also say the same thing. And they are going back to relive it. So they're starting with season one, episode one. I think I ever finished week. it. I got like pretty through like season two. How many are there? I think there's four or five. Yeah. They did like two seasons at the very end which were much shorter, like only three episodes. Mm. So they did, uh, essentially they were trying to work around Idris Elba's hectic schedule. So they yeah. brought, they did just a couple. And they were like almost like Christmas special type things. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm excited to see that. I love that show. It's one of my absolute favorite BBC TV shows. Mm. Highly recommend anyone who hasn't seen Luther, go and see it. We had a piece of news sent over by friend of the show, Steve. Who, Steve is essentially our gaming correspondent. I don't know if you've noticed, but he keeps Call us... Man up to date call him in he sent over this week there was a brand new trailer for kingdom hearts 4 i heard about this yeah actually i should have brought it up in news but did you, you got me covered. did you see it i didn't because i haven't played three and i like for even, haven't played any of them even though i can't understand the storyline for the life of me great point i still didn't want to be spoiled so. <laughs> look i i asked steve i said look hey what's the go like i hear it's got a really complex story have you played it he said he's played it he says the games are crazy and they have to fill up all the gaps in the storyline with shitty like games that are on different platforms like some yeah it is a bit, it's a bit frustrating it's kind of like halo in that way like but every other multimedia thing is where the story goes apparently yeah. kingdom heart fans love that though so this i've seen the trailer it looks really updated the graphics look sick they look so interesting mm. they've got this huge monster in it the dude who's like a kid in the original one he's Sora. grown up a bit my only problem with this game is like i can't imagine like like doing cool shit and then like goofies like next to you like, mate it's pretty the what? combat's fun and it pulls you back to like i, I always liked it because it's like nostalgic a bit but i i'll be real i didn't get through the last one mainly because i got bored right but the combat was fun yeah the combat is it's a it's a well-made they're well-made games they are well-made games yeah. i'll give you that and all right final bit of news this week is from a friend of the show mazeman who is a good friend of yours <laughs> and she sent us a meme did you really we're back with memes guys it is back please yeah, send us any and always send us memes any ever. and all memes now this i'm pretty sure it's a tiktok and it's pretty fun and you will have seen it before because she will have sent it to because <laughs> she will send you what it is is it's essentially a bunch of guys who are dressed up as the avengers all uh yeah. jumping reverse jumping into a, a lake uh doing avengers poses yeah and then you see the movie, you see it coming backwards and it looks like they're all doing like power stances and like superhero landings. Yeah. It's very cool. And we really do appreciate it, friend of the it show. It is actually Maze very Man. well done. Actually, I hadn't seen this. Haven't you? No. I'd seen like if someone else do something like I've this. I've seen a similar one. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, thank you. Very impressive. Sorry, I'm still watching this. No, no. Um, thank you, as I say, friend of the show, Mason. Yeah, DL, you. where can they Ma- find us? Thank you, Mason, for sending. You can always send us memes, and you can find us at uh, the podcast assemble or podcast assemble uh, on Instagram and the podcast assemble at gmail.com. Um, while you're at it, you know, send it, sending memes, might as well give us a review, share us with your friends. If you, Why not? if you'd like, Why you know, not? we always appreciate that. If you give us a review, I'll promise you this. I'll, re- I'll read it. Right. As long as it's not vulgar. <laughs> if you know how to find it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, bud. I know how to find reviews. It's very simple. <laughs> I am, uh, I am from Jen. What are we? Jen? Jen. We're millennials. What are we? We grew up basically with iPhones. I can, I can find the review Basically page. in my hand. Um, and, and yeah, we'll read it aloud. Thanks again, Lockie, our social media guy. Thank you, Tommy, for, for leading the way. And until next time, guys. Thank you, dear. Yeah. Tally out. Tally out.